0: Today is Friday, November the 18th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down tomorrow night's game at Williams-Brice Stadium as the Gamecocks take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines, key matchups to watch. He's the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the weekend prediction as well. Guys, we got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app, go to prizepicks.com when you do. Use the promo code. T-S-U-S to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entries. So, For example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over, on Spencer Rattler, guys, you can also play college basketball. Of course, college basketball season in full swing. You can play college sports, pro sports, anything and everything you can think of. They have Got it. They've also got a slick, easy-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, so many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at PrizePix, and you should as well. Go download the Price Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TS. US to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it.
1: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Our countdown at 100 days, and we wait all spring and summer long for football to finally come back into our lives. And before you know it, in the blink of an eye, it's gone just like that. So it's crazy to think that tomorrow night is the final time we will come together at Williams-Brice Stadium. And no matter the result, let's all just savor and enjoy the fact that we do indeed get one more opportunity. Gamecock Nation has one more gathering together. Again, despite the final result to enjoy and take in something we all love so dearly. And that is Gamecock football. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Friday. TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here of the Spurs Up Show. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. And I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. I first, guys, want to start and say thank you so much. I'm very excited to announce. Obviously, you guys always hear the prize picks ad read. At the beginning of the podcast, The Daily Crow, they're very involved with our content, if you will, very happy and proud to have called them or to be calling them a partner and a sponsor, if you will, Um, but very proud to announce and want to say thank you to you all because I just had a call with PrizePix uh, earlier this week and they have announced and decided, if you will, that they will be extending their partnership through the college basketball season with TSUS. And of course, guys, their feedback uh, was fantastic. I know so many of you are playing with prize picks. You use the prize picks platform. And I tell you all, and I mean it uh, when you guys show love to our business partners and our sponsors, and you show support in that way. It means a lot, right? they feel it, and in turn we feel it so again, I want to say thank you all so much, I man, without your love and support, uh you know there's no way partnerships like that would be possible. there's no way prize picks would be would be interested right in extending their partnership, extending their their sponsorship, and I got a really good feeling that I think we'll be doing even bigger and better things with them down the road. but again, very excited to announce Prize picks will continue to be a sponsor of the Spurs up show and be involved in a major way as a partner through college basketball season. So again, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, man. I'm so grateful for the the support system. And the community that we've built within the Spurs Up show and the Big Cock Club and you guys just supporting and showing love, man, it's, uh, you know, again, TSUS would not be what it is and what it's evolving into, what it's becoming without your love and support. So thank you all so much. I want to say thank you. It's a, it's incredibly, truly a blessing and uh, a great way to go into the weekend for sure. Guys, speaking of the weekend, of course, let me remind you the TSUS tailgate for the final time this season will be at Seawells spot 78. If you do not know where Seawells is one more time, let me say across the street from the rocket in the fairgrounds, if you're standing from the street and you're looking at the Seawells building, we are just to the left of the building in the paved lot, the TSUS and Big Cock Club flags. Will be flying high. So you cannot miss us. Also, guys, I want to let you all know I will be out and about in Columbia this weekend, getting in town later today. Uh, of course, Paul Feinbaum is live on the horseshoe. Going to plan on heading out to that, hanging out with some Gamecocks, maybe even get some Beamerball merch, Beamerball swag over to Paul himself. Maybe one day they'll let me up on that stage. You never know. Just stay tuned. Um, Also, by the way, on Saturday, the plan is to go out to SEC Nation that morning, be out there bright and early. Again, going to have the towels, the koozies, all of the merch on hand. So guys, if you are going to be on the horseshoe later today. If you're going to be at SEC Nation tomorrow morning um, and you see me out and about and you want to purchase some merch, hit me up. Again, we'll have the towels and the koozies on hand. i also have the Beamer Ball stickers and uh, the koozies courtesy of our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants to hand out as well. And of course, guys, at the tailgate, the official start time is 2 o'clock. I'll probably be out at Sewell's Around 1.30, going to leave SEC Nation, grab a bite to eat, and then head out to the tailgate. But uh, we will have the towels, the koozies on hand, all that good stuff, stickers to give away our normal setup. So, again, come on out to the tailgate at Seawells. And if you're out and about at the Horseshoe at SEC Nation, all those festivities, which is really exciting, right? It's a cool thing that they are in town. But if you're out there, Uh, Hope to see you out there as well. And, again, I will have the towels, the koozies, all the swag on me all weekend long. And I also want to say, by the way, this, guys. For those of you who are waiting on towels that you have ordered, let me first say I do apologize for those already not being out. We had an inventory shortage uh, during the week of the Florida game. I did not take into account just how many towels We had sold, and so actually today I'm picking up an order of 1,500 towels. So I should be strapped up for the end of football season for the Christmas rush, Black Friday, which stay tuned, there will be some Black Friday sales happening next week, but uh, those orders will be getting out ASAP. So I want to make you all aware I did not forget about you. And again, I do apologize, guys. Also, if you order uh, towels, if you want towels for the Clemson game, if you get those ordered by... Midnight Tuesday, I can assure you will have them by Saturday of the Clemson game. And, of course, we'll promote that on social media early next week as well. All right, all that out of the way. That being said, let's get into it. Gamecocks taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. A 7 o'clock kickoff tomorrow night under the lights. By the way, wear a coat. It is going to be cold tomorrow night. It's going to be a cold one for sure. But uh, nationally televised on ESPN, which I thought this was crazy, guys. Uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet are calling this ballgame. It's the first time Chris Fowler has been to Williams-Brice Stadium since the 2009 Ole Miss game, and it's the first time for Kirk Herbstreet since the 2012 Georgia game. So that duo has not been in Columbia in quite some time, and they will be tomorrow night for this ballgame, of course, at Willie B. Gamecocks sit right now as a 21.5-point underdog, the over under set at 65 and a half. When you look at the series history, Tennessee leads at all time 28 10 and 2. And of course, the Volunteers have won three in a row. The last meeting, of course, last year, who can forget, Tennessee won the ball game 45 to 20. But that was a game that was over from the start, guys. Tennessee got up 28 to nothing after the first quarter. I know we had a lot of Rippers, a lot of fans out there in Knoxville. And uh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one to stomach, obviously. And, uh, you know, you'd hope the Gamecocks maybe can put on a better showing this year. But we'll get into that more in just a second. But 45 to 20 was. Was the final and uh, who can forget the Jordan Birch halfback pass near the goal line. Uh, need I say more that that really defined the frustration of that game. Guys, let's dive into our top storylines. And of course we'll start it's senior night, right? The final home game of the 2022 football season. A lot of guys will be honored. I think it'll be really interesting to see which guys do walk and which guys do not. But really, more so, just what comes with with senior night, right? We, we all understand the the mood and the frustration right now, and I think uh, from what I've seen from Gamecock Nation, you know, most people have the same vibe going into this game, which is not a lot of hope, not a lot of optimism, and you can't blame anybody within the, within Gamecock Nation after that showing in Gainesville for feeling that way. You know, I just wonder this football team you know on senior night of course at home night game at Williams Bryce are, are there any signs of life right because i have to i have to think that you know this is a football team that's not just going to pack it in right they're they're not just going to just completely fold and say well we're just fine we going out there and getting beat by 70 like it is what it is like do we see any sign a fight. This is a gut check game. I mean, this is a gut check game. That guys. That's how I would label this, right? We labeled games as the most important, the uh, you know, the the inflection point, the biggest swing game. This right here is a gut check game, man. H- how much pride do you have? You know, h- how much how much does it mean to you to wear that garnet and black? How much does it mean to you to wear that block C? You know, on senior night, a lot of these guys, the last time they will ever step foot on williams Bryce Stadium, and even if it's in a losing effort. You know, going out there in the game, we taught the way you win and lose, how important it is. I mean, go out there and put on a show, as Savelle Newton said on our airwaves yesterday. Go out there go out there and give Gamecock fans something to be proud of, right? There was nothing to be proud of. There was nothing to be joyous about after the game in Gainesville. You know, you can lose a Tennessee and there still be positives to take away. I'm not talking moral victories, but I'm talking finding some sort of positive. So on senior night, What is the mentality of the football team? What is the mood of the football team? Because we all know what the mood of the fan base is right now, right? We all know how this fan base is feeling. And again, you cannot blame them. But I'm just curious to see on senior night how this football team attacks this thing tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Guys, and the big storyline is this, and we've probably all seen the rumors at this point, but turmoil behind closed doors, right? You're starting to hear rumors about – Ray Tanner this and Shane Beamer that and the after effects of what happened, you know, after the Florida game, if you will. And I just wonder, you know, do we see any, I don't know if I'll say wholesale changes because you are what you are, but do we see any adjustments made, right? Because you're sort of in desperation mode. I mean, these these next two games are really big for Shane Beamer. I'm not saying from a sense of, you know, job security or anything like that. But, guys, we talk all the time about the importance of positive momentum and how that plays a role in college football. Well, well, negative momentum can be a thing, too. And negative momentum on the coaching side as well. So, again, we heard all week about, you know, Ray Tanner is pissed off. He's calling for this, calling for that. Chance Miller this, Chance Like, I, I, listen, I, I don't know exactly what's going on. I know many of you have asked me. There's been a lot of stuff on the message boards, right? But I'll tell you this when there's that much smoke, and also when you lose the way you lost, right? Like, it makes sense that people behind the scenes are disgruntled because guess what? They're feeling the heat for it. So these next two weeks, even if you don't win, let's just focus on this Saturday, even if you don't win tomorrow night, like, the way you play is extremely important because I think some of those changes that might inevitably come, they might come even sooner if you go out there and you just get dragged yet again on national television. Guys, so the big storyline on the field, uh, the status of Marshawn Lloyd and Christian Beale-Smith. Will those guys play? You know, as this thing is, like I said, guys, goes later into the week, I become less and less optimistic that they will go. But, uh, you know, I saw a crazy stat, guys, yesterday, that South Carolina, when they rush, for 110 yards or more, 110, that's not even a lot, by the way, 110 yards or more, though, South Carolina is 5-0, and right? So when South Carolina basically has Marshawn Lloyd, they're 5-0. and I mean, that's pretty much how it plays out. At least that's how it feels. So for the Gamecocks, I think, to have any hope offensively, they need Marshawn Lloyd. They need Marshawn Lloyd to play. I'm not saying rush him back. I mean listen, if he's not 100% get him healthy um you know have him ready to go for the Clemson game. Christian Beal-Smith also been a been a valuable part of the running game but you need those two guys because the whole Jaheim Bell at running back thing is not working. I've already talked about why I think that is just signs of an inept coach and and, and an off- offensive coordinator that's just hitting the panic button, doesn't know what he's doing. Um, you need a true running back back there because Jaheim Bell's not a running back. Guys, that's not the best use of his talents. That's not the best use of his skill set. I think we all agree. Marshawn Lloyd this offense this football team is different when he's playing I mean Marshawn Lloyd this season has practically carried this Gamecocks offense so will they play if they do how close to 100 are they 100 and if they don't play where do you find your answers offensively guys in the big storyline speaking of offense is you know I, I think in this one Tennessee comes in this game, guys, and, I, you know, I, I think that when you talk about the recipes for a monumental upset, which is what this would be, when, when you talk about the recipes for a monumental upset, you know, a part of that is Tennessee has to be somewhat sleepwalking or just play one of their worst games of the season. Here's the problem with that recipe. Um, Tennessee is looking for style points, right? They sit right now, I believe, fifth in the playoff ranking. Uh, on the outside, looking in, Georgia's going to the SEC championship. Most likely, you know, Tennessee's got South Carolina and Vanderbilt left in the regular season. Like, they need all the style points they can get to make their case for the college football playoff. So, um, I-, I just I- – I wonder how that plays in this ballgame. You know, you look at what they did last week against Mizzou, scoring 66 points. I believe they had 28 at halftime. I just – I highly doubt this is a scenario where Tennessee's overlooking the Gamecocks or they're taking this one for granted. or Like, like again, Tennessee needs to win, and they need to win big. They need to win with style. So I wonder, you know, late in the ballgame, will South Carolina be able to keep Tennessee off the scoreboard or is this going to be one of those things where Tennessee's just able to go up and down the field all night long and kind of do whatever they want to do? Uh, Another big one for me, guys, the battle of the quarterbacks. Rattler against Hooker. You know, it's interesting. You know, I I don't know that Gamecock fans expected this offense. I don't think we did. I don't think we expected this offense to do exactly what Tennessee is doing. But the success that Hendon Hooker is having – I think a lot of fans expected Spencer Rattler to have similar success. Again, maybe not exactly what he's doing because Hooker's literally putting up Heisman numbers, but it's just interesting comparing these two quarterbacks, right? You had a lot of people talking in the preseason that Rattler was a better player than Hooker. They rated him higher than Hooker. Uh, obviously, nobody's doing that now. So, you know, I just wonder, again, for Spencer Rattler, these matchups are really important. They're really big. Uh, you know, is he able to put on a show? You know, you look at Tennessee – defensively, I mean, they're giving up 288 yards per game through the year. Now, I think most of the time why that happens is because everybody they've played has fallen down by so much that you're not able to run the ball and get back in the game. You have to throw the ball. So, uh, you know, will Spencer Rattler be able to take advantage? You know, he hadn't had a whole lot of 200-plus yard games this season. Obviously, the stat line is still putrid, eight touchdowns, nine picks. Is he able to throw a couple touchdowns? And, again, just give this football team something to feel good about going into rivalry week of course guys until he leaves it's always going to be a top storyline when you take on the volunteers and that is Jalen Hyatt the former Dutch Fork product or the Dutch Fork product if you will coming quote-unquote home and the season he's having is just it's incredible and I know it's somewhat sickening to Gamecock fans because Will Muschamp did not even offer him Hyatt with 58 catches 1,116 yards and 50 touchdowns. You know, this is a big one for him. I believe they asked Hendon Hooker earlier this week about it. And he said, yeah, it's a huge game for Jalen. You know, he wants to put on a show. So, um, you know, anytime you got a guy like that that leaves the state and comes back to Willie B, it's always a big game. But of course, uh, I think Jalen Hyatt's going to be one of the top players in this game to watch for and going to be somebody the Gamecocks are going to have to have an answer for, because again, guys, you know, he wants to to rack up the numbers against USC, if you will. And then finally, guys, my top storyline is this. I, I just asked this question. Is there any hope of USC keeping this thing competitive? I, I mean, really, truly, unfortunately. I mean, you guys have known how I felt all week. And I mean, it, it's no secret, right? Like, I, I think you'd sound like a damn fool to come off of the 38-6 to loss to Florida and be preaching, oh, God it's okay. We're going to have our best game of the year this week. Like, this football team hasn't earned that. The, 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 this football team hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt in any way, shape, or form. Even if you want to go to, well, you know, we played so well in night games, and we played so well at home. It's like, well, your last home game, you laid an egg to Missouri. And guess what Tennessee just did? Uh, they just scored sixty six. Just beat them sixty six to twenty four. That Mizzou team that you lost to at home. So, uh, South Carolina has earned no benefit of the doubt. Like, like there, there are not many things outside of Tennessee playing their just absolute worst game of the year. There aren't many things, there aren't many hopes of USC keeping this one competitive. I mean, guys, I look at this ball game, and I, as much as I hate to say it, it's just the truth. The spread's at 21 and a half. If you cover, that's a victory. That's It's not something where I'm going to beat my chest and throw a parade, but that's a minor victory if you cover in this ball game. That, truly, it is. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think, guys, I feel like I have less hope in this one than I even have, like, against Georgia. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, Georgia... You know, they just, I, I didn't think they had the offense like a Tennessee has, right? You look at what South Carolina's done, 374 rushing yards to Florida, right? Couldn't stop the Gators. I mean, that game should have been worse than it was. There was a couple of times Florida had the ball down there, couldn't punch it in. It could have been way worse. So I just wonder, and I ask Gamecock Nation, I ask everyone, do you feel like there's a chance South Carolina can keep this competitive? If so, what is the recipe? If so, what has to happen? You know, again, outside of Tennessee just playing their worst game of the year. Only time will tell. Guys, we're going to get into our key matchups to watch. Before we do, I want to tell you about our friends over at Carolina Cigars because, of course, as always, the Spurs Up show brought to you by our friends at Carolina Cigars. Guys, Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008-2008 recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to go by and visit them. Guys, they offer same-day shipping nationwide, free delivery island-wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at nine outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island, and they have special events throughout the year As well, They want to talk to you. They want to engage. They want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful cigar lounge. So when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars, Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all there at Carolina Cigars. And, of course, where I get all of my cigars, guys, at Carolina Cigars. You can find them on Instagram at at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Smoke them if you got them, and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Okay, let's dive into key matchups to watch for. Guys, we will start on the outside. I already talked about him, but that matchup between Cam Smith and Jalen Hyatt and, guys, Cam Smith making it clear, this is probably his last game at Williams-Brice Stadium, which is expected. I mean, Cam Smith's going to be, you know, a fairly high draft pick. But that matchup on the outside, I think this is a matchup of two future NFL guys. Again, I talked about Hyatt, 58 catches, over 1,000 yards, over 1,100 yards, 15 touchdowns on the season. Cam Smith has been good all year. And, I, again, I cannot wait to watch those two guys go at it all night, guys. My second key matchup, Jaheem Bell, against the senior linebacker, Aaron Beasley. Beasley with 53 tackles, six tackles for loss. He is their leader on the defensive side. And, guys, listen, I I think Jaheim Bell is going to play running back again. I am am honestly skeptical that Marshawn Lloyd will be able to go. Uh, Again, I just think the longer it lingers, it it, it just sounds – most of the time, guys, listen, college coaches are not going to be forthcoming about injuries, but it's like the more secretive they are and the more ambiguous they are, the less likely it is guys aren't going to play. I mean, if you listen to Shane Beamer's call-in show on Thursday night, he says, well, he's he's questionable. He ain't going. He he ain't going, bottom line. I, I know it's coach-speak BS. I know it's gamesmanship. But, uh, you know, the longer it goes in the week, the less likely it is they'll go. So, Jaheim Bell, I think, will be featured at running back. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they slide him outside and get him into space. But Aaron Beasley, the guy that I think is the leader of that volunteer defense, been good for them all year, and that will be a really fun matchup to watch uh, for sure. And then finally, guys, my final key matchup is this. You know, every single week I give these key matchups, and most of the time it's player versus player, coach versus coach. This one's a little bit different. My final key matchup is Gamecock Nation, williams Bryce Stadium, against Hendon Hooker. Because... You need your home crowd to impact this ballgame. And and I know, listen, I'm I'm not preaching to the fan base right now. I know the last thing that most of you want to hear is, come on, guys, show up and show out and be early and be loud, because Gamecock Nation's done their part, right? It's up to this football team to take care of their business. But I will say, when you look at, for example, the Texas A&M game, and how rattled that offense was, because of crowd noise, because of the pandemonium within the stadium, it can make a difference. And, and if and if the Gamecocks are going to have any shot, right, they're going to have to win some on defense. So need the home crowd to impact the game. Need Hendon Hooker to be uncomfortable, if anything. Gamecock Nation, I know, will show up. Gamecock Nation, I know, will be loud. The rest of it's on this football team. But Gamecock Nation against Hendon Hooker, I think, will be really interesting uh, to see if we can get under his skin a little bit. All right, let's move into our Keys to the game. And guys, speaking of that, my first key bring the noise. Bring the noise. Make it uncomfortable for Tennessee offensively. Uh, because realistically, guys, the matchup that they'll probably be able to sort of do whatever they want. You know, if they're comfortable, they get in their rhythm, they get in their groove. Make it chaos, make it chaotic early, bring the noise. You know, home field and college football, such a big deal. Uh, you know, try to get Tennessee out of rhythm, if you will. My second key to the game for South Carolina offensively, just sustain drives. Your best defense is going to be your offense in keeping them off the field, right? The more Tennessee gets the football guys, the more they're going to score. Tennessee's going to score in this game. We we know they are. It's your job to get the run game going and in and 5-0 when you run for 110 yards or more. sustain drives. Stay on the field. Time of possession. Win the time of possession battle. If you can do that, at least you give yourself a shot. And then my final key to the game, guys, is win – Tennessee makes mistakes. If and when Tennessee makes mistakes, you've got to be able to convert those mistakes to touchdowns. You, you got to be able to, whether it's through beamer ball, whether it's through a turnover, whether it's through a blown coverage missed assignment, you got to be able to capitalize on every single mistake that Tennessee makes. Because listen, they'll probably make a mistake or two, but they're not going to make many because they're a really, really, really good football team. So when you get those opportunities, you got to take advantage. You got to seize momentum. So again, my keys: to the game, guys. Bring the noise, sustain drives, and convert mistakes to touchdowns, which leads me into my lead pipe lock of the weekend prediction brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use most modern scientific technology for highly- accurate results, and they perform the following services, mold testing, air and surface, allergen testing, air for things like pollen, dust, et cetera, asbestos testing and building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects and E. Coli testing surface and water guys, for more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864 619 Two zero nine two. You can also find them on Twitter at A one air quality one and on Instagram at A one air quality consultants. For any other questions, head to their website at A one air That's A one air Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs up show sent you. Guys, this is the way I look at this game. What's going to happen tomorrow night? Is going to happen one way or another. And you can either be tough about it, accept it, and grin and bear it, or you can't. Because what's going to happen is what's going to happen. I- I- I'll tell you this. You know, there are times where Gamecock Nation is a little bit more down and out than they should be, right? Right. Where things aren't quite as Quite as bad, right? We, we always talk about that old adage things are never as good as they seem. Things are never as bad as they seem. There are times where game Cotton Nation is like, come on, guys, like it isn't that bad. Like, let, let's, you know, it's okay. You know, we're better than we showed or, or what have you, right? Or the win wasn't as impressive as we wanted. Like, come on, it's okay. You know, this football team will be fine. I don't think the reaction of game Cotton Nation this week has been unjustified. You know, after, after you go on the road, after you play in an SEC game and you just get thoroughly embarrassed the way you did in Gainesville, right? I I, I think the reaction has been very justified from, from what I've seen by all parties on social media and just in my interactions with Cox this week. Is there a recipe to, you know, it's funny, I'm calling it a monumental upset. But the Gamecocks are just 21 and a half point underdogs, which is less than you were against Georgia. So it'd be less of an upset than if you would have beaten the Georgia Bulldogs, although it doesn't feel that way. And and I will say this, it's it's tricky because, you know, Vegas generally knows, right? And the spread opened at 20 and a half and all the money or most all the money is on Tennessee. Yet the spread has only moved to 21 and a half. I thought this was a game where the spread would open at 24, 24 and a half. And so you just wonder, you're like, you know, it's like Vegas is going to get filthy rich if South Carolina covers. And that's normally what happens, right? Again, normally Vegas knows. With that being said, though, you know, I, I, I look at this game and I think for South Carolina to cover, I'm not even talking about winning. For South Carolina to cover, you literally have to hope Tennessee plays their worst game of the season. Like, they're going to have to just do things they haven't but done all year. Guys, Tennessee has scored less than 34 points one time. One time. And that was against the Georgia defense. Once. They just beat Missouri 66-24, to a team you lost to on your home field. I mean, when you look at the numbers – It's astonishing. They're averaging scoring 47.4 points per game. Here's what's astonishing, guys. Here's what's astonishing, right? When you think of Tennessee, you think of this high-flying passing attack and, you know, what Hendon Hooker's done and Jalen Hyatt, and certainly it's impressive. But here's what's astonishing. Tennessee has ran the football 426 times this season, 195 yards per game, 426 rushing attempts. They've thrown the ball three hundred and twenty two times so they actually run the ball more than they throw it no by the way when they throw it they're averaging 348 yards per game you think to yourself well i mean tennessee's defense that's the weakness right they're gettable i mean the vols are only averaging giving up 29 21.9 points per game just 104 yards per game on the ground they're giving up 288 yards per game through the air But, again, it's because I think they're jumping out ahead so far of people that teams have to throw the ball. They've only given up 15 passing touchdowns on the season. So I think Tennessee's been even better defensively than a lot of people give them credit for. I mean, you go down the list of playmakers, guys. Jalen Wright at running back. Jabari Jabari Small at running back. Hendon Hooker can run the football as well. Hooker has been fantastic. This season, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions, a 71% completion percentage. And you look on the outside, Jalen Hyatt. I mean, the season he's having is unreal. Brew McCoy, Ramel Keaton. Hey, Cedric Tillman probably going to be back for this one. Squirrel White, Princeton Fant, Jacob Warren, right? Walker Merrill. And then you look defensively. Again, you feel like that's sort of the quote-unquote weakness of Tennessee, Byron Young, a player to watch on the edge. Again, I talked to Aaron Beasley at the linebacker position, what he's done. Trayvon Flowers has been really good in the secondary. Jeremy Banks, right? That's a name that uh, is very familiar to us all. So you look at Tennessee and it's like, what is their weakness, right? What is their weakness? This is a gut check game for South Carolina, as I mentioned before. It's just like, do you have any spunk or any spirit or any fight left? Right. And if you do, it has to show up tomorrow night at home, under the lights, senior night. Right. There's got to be a lot of pride inside this football team. Got to be. Right. In regards to the last time you'll take the field at Willie B this season. Does Marshawn Lloyd play? I think that goes a long way in regards to what the final result of this game is. But, guys, I- I'll be honest, and you guys all know. I mean, listen, I took Tennessee minus 21 and a half as my best bet. It's no secret what I'm playing or what I'm predicting in this game. This game, to me, as much as I hate to say it, but it's just reality, this game, to me, is more about setting up next weekend than it is winning this one. Because barring a minor miracle, you're not beating Tennessee, right? But it's about being able to come out of this ballgame and just have something to feel good about, right? Just have something, some sort of positives to draw going into rivalry week, going into sucks week, right? Because the last thing you want to happen is to lose 66 to nothing. And the spirits really... Be down, going into a game that you feel like hey, if you win it could salvage your season either way, though guys, this one, like I said earlier, I think what's gonna happen is what's gonna happen, and I think we've all got to just be tough and be gamecocks and have thick skin and just accept it because it's gonna happen one way or another, South Carolina could not stop Florida defensively on the ground to save their lives. I think Tennessee will have their way in the ground game, the passing game, everything, right? And then offensively, you know, this is, and I'll say this, for the first time this season, and maybe for the first time in the Shane Beamer era, I am willing to just come out and say this. This is a game where South Carolina is outmanned. They're outmatched. But I think this is also a game where this Tennessee coaching staff is going to run circles around the Gamecocks. I mean, on one hand, you've got brilliant offensive minds. You've got offensive minds that have engineered the number one offense in all of college football. Those statistics might not exactly be right. But one of the best offenses we've we've ever seen practically. And on the other side, you've got the Gamecocks and you've got Marcus Satterfield, who is maybe the biggest buffoon in college football. I mean that 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 presser on Wednesday was pure comedy that presser was was laughable to say the least So the coaching mismatch in this one too is it, just one that really sticks out like a sore thumb So you know with that being said guys unfortunately I think this game you know Tennessee they are not going to come into this ball game sleepwalking they need the style points. They need to impress the committee. And unfortunately, I think South Carolina has drawn the short straw tomorrow night. This one is basically as many as Tennessee wants versus as many as South Carolina can get. I mean, this game really comes down to how ugly do the volunteers want it to be? Because they will be able to do whatever they want all night long tomorrow night under the light. So with that being said, guys, lock me in. My lead pipe lock of the weekend brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. I've got Tennessee 59, South Carolina 13. Again, I, I think there might be a recipe for the Gamecocks to keep this one closer if Marshawn Lloyd and Christian Smith can play, if you're able to get something out of the running game, right? Hey, maybe Spencer Rattler. Maybe this is the game for him. You know, Tennessee secondary has been susceptible, but I I just have no hope, no faith, no trust in this football team at this point. Again, you, you don't, they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. This football team doesn't deserve the benefit of the doubt after that embarrassment against Florida. So, I, I mean, guys. Whatever you want to go sixty-six to seven, you want to go seventy-two to ten. I mean, whatever. It's a name your score game for Tennessee. They will be able to have their way, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I think it'll be a very, very, very long night for the Gamecocks tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium. So again, lock me in. Vols fifty-nine, Cox thirteen. And South Carolina will effectively drop to six and five and three and five, finish three and five in SEC play on the season. So, again, guys, would love to hear from you. That's going to do it all for me. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? What's your score prediction for this game tomorrow night? Guys, again, I want to say thank you all so much for yet another successful week from the podcast at Ailey Crow the merchandise, and I cannot wait. With all that being said, guys, I cannot wait to get into Columbia later today to hang out with you all all weekend long at the tailgate and inside the stadium as well. Should be a fantastic time. And, again, let's savor it and take it all in, the final home game of the 2022 football season, even if it's in blowout fashion. We spend all preseason long, right? We spend so much time. Counting down the days until we get to gather at Williams Rice Stadium once again. If nothing else, let's all enjoy each other's company one last time and take in what we all love so dearly, which is Game Cox football. Guys, again, thank y'all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic weekend. And I'll leave you with this. Go Cox beat Tennessee, and we'll talk to you all on Monday.